Yeah, well, I think the thing you saw Greg do a great job of this week is we had him in there multiple times, and, and um, you know, he ends up scoring a touchdown for us because of his athletic ability and what he can do in certain uh, situations, but certainly what we're asking him to do. So uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to, um, without giving too much away, I think he's going to you know, hopefully be a part of the packages as we go forward. And uh, he practices like he's preparing to play all the time. And the other thing is we, it's really hard to take number four out from behind the center as well, especially when he's playing the way he played on Thanksgiving Day. He's got dancing feet with that lower body. It's unbelievable. Look at the body. Look at that bubble butt. I mean, no one thought we were going to win this game. I mean, don't really blame you for how we played last week. But we did, and you were wrong. So that felt good because I love you. The Las Vegas Review-Journal. Yeah, well, certainly Foster has fallen into this role before, right, where we put a little bit more on his shoulders. And then, um, you know, we've had Daniel Helms been dressed and playing the last few weeks. And we'll, we'll have to see what personnel that um, Greg would like to use as we go into the week and what factor our fullback plays in that or, or where Bushman plays into those sort of things as well. So I think that'll be a little bit more about what the game plan is going to look like as we get closer to the end of the week. Just crush my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Hey. What? Wasn't the review journal that said they weren't going to win? Come on. Selective editing by Jared. <laughs> Wait, does Rich Passaccia know who his fullback is right now? I don't. Oh, I, will, I have no I, idea who that is. I don't know. I don't remember who it is. Do they still have one? They have a fullback? Do they, they still signed, have one? They signed the guy, but was it only to the practice squad? He's... They didn't elevate him, Well, right? you got to get a pla- practice squad fullback. <laughs> yeah, obviously. That's, that's what you, you got a limited space. You need to use it for a... I'm trying to remember playing the Dallas game where they had a fullback. I don't think I do. I don't. I don't remember I think one. It was a either. single back. I don't think. I don't think I saw a fullback the entire game. All right. We need, we I found need... his. I found his name. He's still on the practice squad, so they didn't elevate. Who him. is he? They do have one on the practice squad. Sutton Smith. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a fullback. <laughs> uh, also, they need to have him and uh, Marcus Mariota run the read option. Who? Sutton Smith. Okay, I just making sure you remembered after the five seconds I told you his name because I almost forgot. Uh, yeah, I I would, and I don't blame him, but I don't believe Rich Basaccia knows who his no. fullback is. Obviously, Greg Olson one. said, "Don't worry about that position." Once <laughs> Alec Ingold got hurt, we're not using that position ever again. But they signed one. They signed one to a practice squad deal. They can call him up, bring him to the big time. I don't think they're gonna do that. If Darren Waller's hurt. He's inactive. Oh. You got a spot. Are you telling me that on Sunday they're going to announce that Sutton Smith is active Sutton for the game? Sutton Smith is active. Get him some fullback snaps in there. I want to say, if I remember correctly, when Alec Ingold got hurt, Foster Moreau actually took some snaps as like a Look fullback, up. like in the fullback position. Well, you're remembering more than me. I think that happened a couple of times. So very and excited for Foster. He was Rowe. so poor at it. They're like, we don't need a yeah, fullback. No, 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 we'll just do it without Foster, it. Foster, it didn't work out that can, well. Can Peyton Barber just take like the five fullbacks? Can Marcus snaps? Mariota? He's oh, big. He's done. big. Done. Oh, He's big. Cleveland Furl. Yeah. Hey, look, Cleveland Furl is oh running God. down on special teams, making one-on-one right. tackles. He could probably play fullback. Put him. It's like seven snaps a game. Put yeah. him out there. That would be awesome. Give him a fullback dive from the one. Can I he mean, wear his number as a fullback? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. You can do whatever you want. Oh, he can? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You just have All like right. a designated I position. weird designated number. Right, but that just determines, like whatever your real position is determines what number you get. But then you can put him anywhere but on the field. You also, you know, you have, Derek Carr could play center. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. The, um, my block as well. <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Andy Reid randomness would, he would just be like, who's our defensive tackle? Yeah, you're getting a handoff. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, 
fascinated to find out who the fullback is. I'm kind of cheering for Cleland Furl now or Marcus Mariota, either one. Has there ever been a player that gets talked up more and used little than Marcus Mariota? No, no. <laughs> there really hasn't. There's never been a player with as many packages that we don't see. I mean, the packages for Marcus Mariota, I don't they've got like 10 packages for this guy. We've seen two plays. Okay. Injury-wise for the Raiders, a few updates here. First off, Trent Siege, the long snapper, has been placed on the COVID list. So, A, does anybody else long snap on this team? B. Yes, Sutton Smith. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he's getting up. B, does this make Rich Passaccia more likely to go oh. for it on fourth downs? Because he has been as conservative as you can possibly be since becoming the head coach. The guy who's not conservative, does he? You don't think he goes Ron Rivera of last night when his kicker, by the way, how bad a shape are some kickers in? That poor kid was jogging down the oh. field. And it was like a deer shot out of the out of the woods. He like tripped himself. Oh, it was so sad. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Not great. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if there's not another long snapper, the punts could be. AJ Cole's having a great year. That could be very. Uh, it could be very tenuous if that guy's snapping it on the ground or over his head. This is all right. I ask this as a genuine question. If you're a GM of an NFL team, do you have like a list of long snappers that are not on an oh, yeah. active roster? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. God, whose whose job responsibility is that? Because that you sign sucks. one off a practice squad right now. Nobody has one on a practice squad. I'm the. This is so specialized. Yes. That, yeah. This is literally just guys are like insurance agents that long snapped in college. No, what it and normally you've got is. a list of like fifteen of them. Like, do they have that? Well, a lot of times, what I it is they is have the list. He was a long snapper for three years in the league. He sure, hasn't played yes. since twenty fourteen. Sure, right? Yeah, and they'll call him and be like, yes. "We need you. We need. This is your game check. This is your bonus. You're going to long snap for one game. Right? So, Put that enterprise contract down. They can do their own <laughs> car sales. And get well, out. Of hold on. Think about that conversation with your boss. Yeah, yes. I, I'm going to need next uh, the next two weeks we'll off. two weeks off. I'm going to the NFL. I didn't know you were in the uh, NFL. <laughs> well, what? Uh, you don't think we're having a staffing problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you are former college or former NFL long snapper, haven't played in a year or two, and you're whatever, selling insurance, whatever you're doing, how often are you practicing? Are if, you going home every day? you've been out of the day. league for more than a year, well, up until a year, you're probably like, hey, I'm not giving this up. There's going to be an opportunity for me. You get into the two- to three-year mode, then obviously maybe reality has set in a little. Or do you bring your kid out to, like, the local high school field That's, on the weekends and do some snapping? Yeah. Is this like a, you know, once-a-week thing you're doing? Maybe you're teaching your like kid a, how to snap. Because the other part about it is long I assume if you've done long snapping long enough... You know, you might do it every, you know, once a week or something. Like riding the bike, you mean? Right. Once it's like, hey, you're back on an NFL roster. You do it 15 times. You're like, all right, I got this. Oh, especially yeah, if you can sign on a Monday and the game's not right. until Sunday. You'll snap a couple thousand times and it's it should just, be fine. It's just such a such a specialized position that I'm like, do you know who the long snappers are? and What the options are? Yeah, I, I think you'd have some names. Or you could call around. Hey, John, are there any long snappers out there? Well, you remember Jimmy? He's now selling insurance. Because these guys, do they even have agents anymore? I think it depends on how long you've been out. I think the way with certain free agents, the way the agent works is 
Yeah, if I get you a job, I'll take my 3%. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep you on speed dial, and if someone happens to call, I'll call does, you. Does Mayock just send out a group text to all to the all agents, agents of his current I players? I need a long snapper. Saying, you guys got any unemployed long snappers? They're out there. <laughs> well, all right, so the biggest thing, because I've done some long snapping, it, it the biggest thing is it's muscle memory. Like, I, I don't think it's actually... If anyone on the offensive line, like if friggin' Brandon Parker or somebody has says long step. Well, okay, that's my other question on this. It is such a specialized position. Can your regular center not do it? It's a completely oh, different snap. I, I, I got don't think it. he could do it. But it can't be that Well, he could do it. How well could he do it? I mean he could anyone could try, but I mean but I don't I, know how okay, well they would when do we it. talk about like Roster size is finite in the NFL. You have 53 spots on game day. You've got to cut your roster down before the season starts and all this crap. And everybody's like, oh, we got to keep as many active guys, blah, blah, blah. Having a long snapper sounds stupid. Until this guy, you don't have one. Right. But this guy <laughs> snaps it 15 yards longer than the guy who normally snaps it. At a different, much different rate, though. And he's going to do it six times a game. We got to keep that guy as an active yeah. roster. Why can't the centers just learn how to do it? I know it's different, but just teach them how to do it. Teach them how to long snap in the offseason. Yes. Just teach your center, and you save a roster spot. I'm I'm just saying that it's a completely different type of snapping, and it's also a – it's one of those things where I if I have a center who's like – he actually has to fire off and go find a guy to go block compared to the long snapper who – just has to get this to AJ Cole when AJ Cole's hand makes a motion. I don't want those two guys to conflate each other's jobs. I think they should. Hell, all right. The backup center should be everybody's long snapper. Like what you're telling me is the is the equivalent to a team wasting a roster spot on a guy who's good at holding field goals. Well, like, they don't do that no, anymore. No, the punter does that. Right, yeah. exactly. We found a way for, hey, we don't need to waste a roster spot on a guy who simply holds, holds the ball. The ball. Why sure are we wasting a roster spot on a guy who snaps it farther than the regular center? Why can't we teach the regular I, center how to do this? I'm not saying you can't teach them, but these are guys who've done it in high school, college, and they're absolutely I got it. I mean, teach the regular center how to do it. I knew a guy who long snapped in college. That's all he did, and he long snapped in high school, and he got into a camp. He didn't make a team, but it was just so specialized. And he, he that's all he did his entire life to make to be that good at it. I don't know if you can take Andre James and make him a long snapper. I mean you can try. I think you can. Come on. It's a completely different skill set. It cannot be that difficult to do. One involves two hands, the other involves one. It cannot be that difficult to do. It's a completely different wrist motion. Guys play completely different positions. I, it's Johnny too bad we Stanton don't open the played phones. quarterback and all of a sudden was playing linebacker. Based on and those, now is an on. NFL fullback. I love. We don't I do watched this. those quarterback draws at UNLV. <laughs> he was a fullback then too. <laughs> we don't do this, but I guarantee some long snappers would be calling and yelling at you right now. I hope I they're think, angry. I at think me. they're completely angry, saying, "Are you I kidding me? Do you know how hard this is? Under you know the how bus. Specialized this Complete, is. I listen. I also think we shouldn't have a kicker and a punter on the team. You See, should that be one, able to that do one both. I, that one I agree with. You should be. A, I, it's a completely different kick, but you it's should be able to do kick. both. I mean, it's not that different of a kick. Well, Leg you saw, strong, la- you kick saw last far. night. Yeah, 
You saw last night that they had someone kicking how up. Can, how can, but they couldn't kick right. a field goal or an extra point. They had to go for two. How can Tressway not kick a field goal? Or at least an extra point? Come I, on. I want to I want to re-legalize the, uh, the 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 flat shoe. Like just literally you can just if you need to put <laughs> just tow it. Yeah, just tow it in, man. Listen, my high school team, the guy who played center was also the long snapper, was also <laughs> was also the kickoff guy. And he did that he just towed it cuz he could he was the only guy that could kick it. He didn't kick field goals, but field or uh, kickoffs, he'd just tow the hell out of it. Yeah, go kick it as far as you can. If it goes out of bounds, that's fine. They would have gotten it that far up the field anyways. So, I listen, I'm just trying to save teams' roster spots here. You're just trying to be nice to teams. Yeah, that's I'm what just you, you're saving always you looking a roster at, spot. You're always looking out for people. That's right. what we say about you. You're always we're, looking out for others. Listen, sports, we're all about versatility, right? Positionless basketball and, you know, Cordero Patterson and Debo Samuel or wide receiver running back hybrids, right? We're all about versatility, but for some reason, <laughs> we got this guy who plays seven snaps a game and he just snaps it a little bit further than the guy who normally snaps it 60 times a game. It's a completely different snap. He's just snapping it a little bit further. One, okay, literally the ball is in a different orientation. Fantastic. It's a football. (laughs) You're throwing it between your legs 15 yards instead of six. We can figure this out. Okay, under over how many snap fumbles are there going to be on, like, on field goal attempts? No, the centers will be great because they can't get hit. That's the other part. We protect the long snapper now. You can't line up over the guy, let alone hit him. So it can't be that hard to figure it out. There was a no blind. Pressure. There's a blind long snapper. Right? I want to see if he. I want to see if he's uh, available. The kid from SC. You have no pressure as a long snapper. There is not. There's not. You, nobody can line up over you. Nobody can hit you. You snap and keep your head down. Who we, do you think would be best at it on the Raiders now? Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Cleveland I'm trying to get Furl. I'm trying to get him on the field as much as possible. <laughs> Cleveland we have Furl. a package for Marcus to be the long snapper. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to Would save that roster be, spots. Wait, wait, wait. For some reason AJ Cole has to be the long snapper. So Mariota is out is there. Is the punter? No, he's the he's the one who puts the ball down. He's the oh, holder. He's the holder. Oh, he's the holder. Okay. Well, then who's long snapping on punts? Oh, good point. I guess I guess uh yeah, I guess he's the punter. Yeah. Cleveland Furl. Let's get some snaps going, Cleveland. Let's make yeah. that fourth right. overall pick. So pay we have off. new we have two new campaigns. We have the campaign for Mario to be on the field as much as possible, and we have the campaign to get Cleveland Furl. I've made him fullback and long snapper, and I've only added like ten snaps to his game. <laughs> he doesn't have it's not that much more work. It's like ten more snaps. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's briefs. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, I'm not going to cave in. End of story, dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude, 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 dude. Bischoff's Briefs. Dude. Bischoff's Briefs. I guess you've got a point there. All right, first off, I've got a very important update for you. Chickens are expected back on the track tomorrow. Oh, no. More chicken racing. Turn that up. Coming that tomorrow. Up. Get excited. Are you sure yours will race? No, not at all. Oh, you have no idea. No, it's just you got to be quick on the clicking. Oh, a race like, comes up and you click it to get in? Yeah, like a race opens and anybody who's on there can enter their chicken. Well, I mean, oh. if a chicken's racing, it's got to be quick on the clucking. That is true. See, Jared, you love these segments. 
I hate them with a burning passion. Bischoff's briefs today, though. I've got a couple of soccer stories for you. First off, Orange County SC won the USL championship. They beat the Tampa Bay Rowdies 3-1 to in the final on Sunday. On July 27th, Las Vegas Lights beat Orange County SC 3-1. to 3-1. to Dominant win for Lights wow. FC over for them. the eventual champions. Good We're going to ignore them. that they lost the other games to Orange County yes. this year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Was it a home match? Uh, yes, it was a okay. home game. They right. beat Orange County 3-1. to Absolutely wow. dominant. Dominated the champs. Yes. Unbelievably dominant. Fun story for you in the world of soccer. A Portuguese team started a game last week with nine players. Now, this was due to COVID. They had 17 people test positive before the game. <laughs> Why am I laughing? The Portuguese league refused to let uh, this team postpone the game. I don't know how to pronounce this. Belenese maybe is what we're going with. They refused to postpone the game. They made them play, even though they were like, hey, we only have nine players. For those of you that don't keep up, you play soccer with 11. (laughs) We only have nine, and they refused to let them postpone the game. And by the way, they were playing Benfica, who's like the first or second best team in Portugal. Like they were playing like a juggernaut in that league. So they played with nine. They ended up having three players get injured. During the match? Yes. (laughs) Uh, their backup goalie was playing like an actual position out on the field. He was one of the players that got hurt and the ref ended up calling the game because the rules state you have to have at least seven on the field. So when the third player got hurt, they were down to six players and they called the game. That was like a few minutes after halftime. So Benfica, by the way, scored seven goals in the first half. And then they played a couple of minutes after halftime guy got hurt and they blew it. We sure they were hurt. Well, or at halftime, they're like, listen, Jimmy, pull up. Yeah, start getting hurt. <laughs> you, you pull at the hamstring that's, and I say, mean, uh, I'm done. That's what I would have done. Listen, that's what I would have done two minutes into the game. Yes. Guys falling left right. and right. Three hamstrings, we're done. Opening kickoff, I would have had three guys go down and been like, sorry, we can't yeah. play. I can't comprehend how they aren't how they wouldn't have postponed that game. Or even if you, even if you like, as a Portuguese league, you like reviewed it and said, "Hey, you guys had an outbreak because you didn't follow COVID right, protocols." Right. You, yeah, yeah. It's a forfeit. Yes, and you don't play the game right. with exactly. nine players yeah. on the field. It's a, an absurd story, but that happened in Portugal. What is going to be very fun in 2022? Italy and Portugal. Speaking of Portugal, one of those two countries is guaranteed to miss. The World Cup. So in Europe, they go through their qualifying stages. They have got teams that have already qualified. I think it's 10 teams have already qualified uh, in Europe. They are now into the playoff portion. So Italy and Portugal did not qualify through the normal group stage qualification. Italy and Portugal are into the playoff. And the way it works is there are 12 teams in this playoff. Three of them will advance to the World Cup. They get drawn into groups of four. And then those four play a semifinal and a final, and the winner of each final goes to the World Cup. Cup. Italy and Portugal were drawn into the same group of four. So Italy will play North Macedonia, and Portugal will play Turkey. If both win, they will play each other in a World Cup elimination game, basically. Winner will go to the World Cup. Losers is not going to the World Cup. 
I am extremely excited for that. Like, I am genuinely excited for Italy and Portugal playing an elimination game for the World Cup. You're that is going some to be of the best players in the world will not be there. Yeah, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, Ronaldo might not, might be, in not the be in the World Cup. Cup. Italy might miss the World Cup again after yeah. Italy had like the longest unbeaten run in the world over the last two years or something like that. Like, it's, it's, I cannot wait for those two countries to be playing what is an elimination game for the World Cup. That's going to be phenomenal when that happens. And the other funny part of this is if you look at the other groups, uh, the other group of four, Scotland, Ukraine, Wales, and Austria, Russia, Poland, Sweden, and the Czech Republic. Like, Portugal and Italy totally got screwed. <laughs> and they just picked it out of a hat. Yeah, it's a, they do the they draw, with, they the do little, the draw. with the little balls. They right. open it up, and there's a yeah. piece of paper that says the name on it. So they absolutely got screwed in this because, like, Wales or something and Poland maybe are going to qualify for the World Cup and Italy and Portugal will not. Now, they lost their groups. They could have won their groups during regular qualifying and, and already, already been in. in. They did not do that, so they kind of brought this on themselves. So I'm very, very excited for that. Hopefully, like, North Macedonia doesn't pull off an upset. Then I'll just be disappointed because I don't want to watch North Macedonia play a soccer game. That doesn't sound interesting at all. I'd rather watch it. Italy play Portugal. When's the next USA game? Uh, they play a friendly this month against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. Their next World Cup qualifier is in January. So we got more than a month before they play World okay. Cup qualifier. Are those two separate teams? All right. There's the joke <laughs> I knew that you were going to make. So <laughs> neither is Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, why do, Can we not just team up with Canada? Yes. We are the United States and America. Oh, we should get Mexico, too. No, I don't like them. Uh. They're not very good. They just lost to us and Canada. Okay, we'll, we'll take just Canada take we'll instead. just take their best player. Yeah, they're all old. We don't want them. We're fine. We did. We took Ricardo Pepe. He could have been Mexican, but he's. He uh, he just, I, I don't think that's one of those things. Like, <laughs> he I don't could think have it's been a, a Mexican talk. national team player instead. He's an American national team player. All right, and the last bit of soccer news for you. Great news for the United States and all the teams in the Concacaf region. They so Concacaf World Cup qualifying. The top three teams. Go to the World Cup. The fourth place finisher goes to a playoff, a one-game playoff against a team from another continent. They did the draw for which continent will play which continent. We got drawn with the Oceanic region, which is the worst region in football across the world. Their best team is New Zealand. They're ranked 110th by FIFA's rankings. Just for comparison, 11 CONCACAF teams are better than 110th. All the te- this Jamaica, Panama, Honduras, El Salvador, all these teams in the World Cup qualifying round with us right now are all better than the best team from the Oceanic region. Now, it's a one-game elimination. I can't remember. It's at a neutral site somewhere. I can't remember where. So it's, you know, you might lose a one-game against whoever, New Zealand, but much better because you could have gotten drawn against South America. Right, you could have gotten drawn against Africa, where there are much better soccer-playing countries that you could have lost to. But instead, if the United States screws up, finishes fourth, they still have a very good chance to qualify because they'll get to play somebody like New Zealand to go to the World Cup. So it'll be more embarrassing when they get eliminated. Very by much a yes. country yes. that ha- literally is like, no, no, no. Our population is five thousand. Yeah, yes. our population is Summerlin. Very much embarrassing. Coming up next. Charles Williams, hopefully, joins the show. Tom. All right. 
They load up the box on first and goal from the one and a half. And off Charles Williams, he waltzes in for a touchdown. Charles Williams, big night continues. And the Rebels now lead it 30-17 to with the extra point coming up. 11.34 to go fourth quarter. And off Charles Williams, he blasts in for a touchdown. Williams right up the proverbial gut. And he's in for a score. And the Rebels are a point after away from tying up the game. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now, UNLV running back, all-time leading rusher in program history, Charles Williams. How are you this morning, Charles? Hey, Charles, how you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys? Good. 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 All right. I I have an important question for you. Uh, Do you think, or how many of your teammates do you think could be good long snappers? Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) There's a few that's, uh, you know, pretty good and surprising. Uh, You know, I know a few that can really get the job done for us, honestly. Okay, because uh, my my main question here is like, why is there a special long snapper? Why can't you just teach the regular center to do that? Because uh, really, you don't want to put your <clears throat> you don't want to put your center in that position where he has to do the long snapping and like play the whole entire game too. I feel like you want to have somebody in there that's you know special, you know, just for that one play, just you know, take the pressure off the center, you know, for once. He ain't got to worry about snapping the perfect spirals. You know somebody other than the quarterback. You know what I mean? It's a little bit different. There I, you go. If yes. I if I remember correctly, and I do not remember which year it was, but it was three years ago, four years ago. You guys, as long snapper, got hurt, and I think a backup tight end had to do it for a couple of games. Couple years ago. You've been here too long, Charles. I think that's the story here. Is you've been yeah, at UNLV yeah, exactly. for six years. Uh, <laughs> I can't exactly remember, but you know something like that has happened before. So, All right. <laughs> we we have exhausted the long snapper situation here on uh, ESPN eleven hundred. Uh, Charles, um, want to ask you? I mean, obviously, uh, you know the the record was was huge for you. You leave the all time leading rusher, and that's incredible for anyone to say uh, of any program. As you were going into this season, I'm sure you wanted to win more games. You wanted to win end with. A winning season, make maybe make a run at a, a first bowl. You weren't able to do that in your mm-hmm. career. So, how much, how important was this record? Like, how much did it was on your mind the whole season? It wasn't really on my mind. Uh, you know, just playing hard and doing whatever I can for the team is what is really important. I don't want my teammates thinking I'm selfish and I'm just worried about you know records or the stats. I kind of just wanted to go out there and give it, give it my all. You know, go out there and play for my daughter. Uh, you know, coaches, they expected me to have a great season because of the offseason I had, and I just wanted to go out there and, you know, get as many as many wins as I could so we can get to a bowl game. And it didn't come out, you know, our way, but we still had a successful season, like, on the, on the offensive end and defense end. Like, a lot of individuals had a lot of success, but, you know, still looking for that team to come together and be, be successful together. That's what I'm expecting from them next year. Have you, Matt, gotten to talk to Icky Woods? Uh, yes. Uh, I met Icky Woods when I was in high school. Uh, right, before my, right before I got to UNLV, I had a going away party. He showed up, and he told me, you know, do great things, uh, uh, build your legacy, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and then I met him before the Arkansas State game in 2019. And then I also met him, uh, what was it? 
met him, but I also seen him last, no, two weeks ago, San Diego State. So, you know, it's been a few interactions with me and Icky. All right, this going away party, did you invite him or he, did he just randomly show up at this party? He showed up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who can just show up without telling you he's coming, right? Yeah. Uh, what, I mean, again, you, you said you wanted to go to bowl. It didn't happen for you. Um, you had change of coach during your tenures. A lot of stuff went on there. So what do you think you'll take from your, you, you were there a long time as you walk away from this program, like, what are some of the things you're going to take on a positive nature? The brotherhood I have with my teammates, for one. All the experiences and the development I got from my coaches. Uh, all the great moments. We had a lot of big games while I was here. Uh, like Wyoming, my freshman year, played against Josh Allen. Beat them in triple overtime. Uh, beat the San Diego State at their home before they moved to L.A. Uh, that was great. That was a great moment. But uh, coming back, 23 nothing on Reno. That was a great moment. Uh, Sam, The Sam Boyd farewell uh, game, that was a great right. moment for us. Crazy game, matter of fact. And then beating Reno in 2019 for at Cannon, that was just, you know a great moment too. And uh, just a lot of great memories with all the coaches and teammates I've had over the years. And staff members too. So, what is the next steps for you? What conversations have you had about where your career goes from here? You know, I'm trying to figure that out right now. Trying to find some good rep- representation, and then you know, get the training before December comes around, so I can get back in shape—not back in shape, but maintain the shape I am, and then start getting bigger, faster, and stronger. Uh, I also want to work on like other little things to help me get better uh, for my pro day and stuff. So just looking forward to making that next step to the next level. Uh, well, you know, in, in the NBA, they give back evaluations and say, okay, this is the skills you need to work on. Uh, go back to school. Obviously, you're not going back to school. I don't know if they do that in the NFL. You go to your pro day, maybe fortunate enough to be invited to a combine. So as you watch the NFL, and I'm sure you watch it every week, and you watch backs in the NFL – what are some of the skills you want to perhaps develop to make them take a long look at you and, and get you into a camp and get you, you know, have a shot at this? I can say I could be a, like this year I showed I could be a threat in the passing game, but, you know, I want to show I can be even deadlier going into, the, you know, the NFL. Also, uh, I have a lot of value on special teams, but the last few years I haven't been able to show that. But I, I know I can play special teams because when I first got here, that's what I did, and, you know, I loved it. Um, another thing I feel like uh, just I'm, I, I might be considered a small back, but I run like on 220, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm able to go between the tackles, go outside. Uh, I feel like everything, like any, any like run scheme is like comfortable for me. So, uh, or offense, you know, I can pick up on any offense. So I'm not really worried about none of that. Your favorite part about playing special teams is what? I like Gunner, honestly. You don't have to worry about like the ball or anything. You just run down and you get to whack somebody for once. <laughs> I, 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 I'm like, that's how it feels, huh? Just to run down and whack somebody that has the ball. Yeah. No, also, it just it gets a, it gives you a chance to like flip, flip the field and uh, change the game because, as you can see, like the San Diego State punter, he flipped the field on us pretty good, had us at the 5 to 10-yard line. And, you know, Gunners, 
if they get down there fast enough, they can pin the ball at the one, and that can really like change the whole entire driver the momentum of the game. So uh, I, I feel like Gunner would be my favorite. Do you know how many career tackles you have? I believe five. Oh, look oh, at you. We all know it. the numbers. <laughs> Every player knows his numbers. It doesn't matter what the number is. That's all awesome. Right. Okay, hold on. If you're ranking your career statistics, I assume the rushing yards record <laughs> is number one. How high up is the tackles? Probably very low at the bottom. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. uh, I talked to you uh, for a story about the uh, coming back injury, and you know you've done that. Um, I guess how much appreciation you did you have that you could come back from some of these injuries and still break the record? And what did it you know what did it kind of teach you about you know how you know this, this game is a, a hard game and it could be you know taken away right away? Um, yeah, like going back to my sophomore year, it was very. Uh, frightening because I never missed the full season. I hardly ever missed a game, honestly. Like my whole entire career, uh I'm talking about like since I was little, I'm never like missed a game. Like I might have missed practice but I never missed a game and my sophomore year that was just really hard on me, uh, on my mental. But uh the training staff got me back right and ended up, you know, doing great things in two thousand nineteen. Uh I can say this year, well the last two years Eric Avila, uh, the athletic trainer right now, the head athletic trainer, he uh, really did a great job keeping me healthy, uh, making sure I'm proactive with my treatment and stuff like that. So he taught me, don't come in here just because, you know, something bad happened. Like, come in here daily so we can make sure nothing happens at all. And uh, I appreciate him for, like, showing me how to be a professional when it comes to taking care of my body and stuff. And I could just say... Good ups and downs with all the injuries. I'm still like surprised. I even like got close to breaking any record because most people don't make it this far with all the injuries they go through uh, with their, you know, within their career and stuff like that. So I'm just really blessed to be able to have, uh, you know, those titles and records under my name. Well, he is Charles Williams, uh, all-time leading rusher in UNLV history. Charles, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Charles. This Best morning. of luck to you. Oh yeah, thank you guys. Take thank care. you so much. So there's Charles Williams. I love that he knows exactly how many tackles. That he was <laughs> awesome. I mean, if he said the yards, okay, you're all time leading rusher, even touchdowns, but to know the exact number on the tackles, especially <laughs> given he said he played his freshman year, right? Uh, it was actually his his third uh, the year after he got hurt. So his third okay. year at UNLV. So but he's played a lot of games year. since then. Yes, he's played so three to know whole the seasons yes. since then. Uh, and he had one this year on an interception, so he had to add one to oh, it. Oh, I wonder year. if he added it or if he yeah. knew that. No, he did. Included. He did. Yeah, that one was in there. Wow. Five total tackles. That was the most impressive Williams. thing. To know that number? <laughs> How would you know that? It's good. It's great. So there's Charles Williams. All right. Uh, we do not have a giveaway, right, Jared? I am double-checking on today. the air because we've been a little confused. Yeah, it was there. Okay. Then it disappeared. All right. We're so, not giving away anything. But Don't tomorrow, call. be tomorrow. listening. Hopefully we have some more stuff to give away. You have those with Bill? One-on-one sit-downs every week? Yeah, it's top secret information. So <laughs> I think we obviously do meet with him, and it, it does help, though, like when we meet and um, he goes through the situations and stuff and does a great job coaching everybody, and we're all listening to every word that he says because he's been a great coach for a long time, and he's seen football, a lot more football than all of us. You're locked in the press box.
You got a Mac Jones question for us? No, I have a just generic weird question. If there was a coach in all of sports who probably never met with any of his players, I, I would say Belichick not meeting with his quarterback would be like number one answer, like surveyed 100 people, number one answer on the board. I feel like Ed Ogeron never held a meeting with anybody while the head coach at LSU. <laughs> that's a good, that's it. All right. So that's once he I, recruited them and left the house, he never talked yeah. to them again. Uh, actually beyond just the players. Didn't he, he came out and said he hired Bo Pelini to be his defensive coordinator without interviewing Bo Pelini because he, somebody recommended him and Ogeron was like, well, I trust that guy. So I just hired him. <laughs> I mean, the only time I ever saw Belichick and Brady relating to each other off the field was a clip when Brady left, uh, Brady sitting in Belichick's office and them watching film talking about how incredible Ed Reed was. Yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Brady. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, <laughs> can you believe how good this guy is? You better not throw it near him because I know you're going to throw an interception. It was like that's all he said. Like how incredibly like impressive. Like he like Belichick like loved Ed Reed, and it was like and Be- and Brady just kept sitting there. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. good. Yeah. Pretty good. That guy's good. Okay. Tom Brady was a six-round draft pick, wasn't like by any means a superstar quarterback, even when he won the first Super Bowl, right? Like, yeah. I have to imagine there were Brady Belichick meetings through the first few years of that career, right? Where like, only one guy spoke? Been, well, yeah, maybe, but there had to have been. I guess my question is at what point did Tom Brady have enough success that he said, Bill, I got it. I'm good. I know from, what's happening. From what I understand, the thing about Tom Brady was he loves being coached. Like, he loves, like... So he kept going to the meetings? Yeah, he was like, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I've only won three. What's happening? What's going on? I need to well, win and more. That's apparently, that's, like, apparently one of the reasons why his teammates love him is because he's, like, the first guy to be like, yeah, I screwed that up. Can I do it again? Would you love that guy as a teammate? I mean, if especially if I screwed it up, yeah, I'd love that guy <laughs> as a teammate. You completely dropped the ball. He goes, listen, I threw it one inch too high. I understand that it's my fault. Don't worry about it. I'll get you next time. I know time. it hits you in both of your hands. Like and then your face, team. and then your hands again. But I might have thrown that one a mile an hour too fast. I'd like that guy as a teammate. Uh, the reason I ask is because if it's like, hey, I messed that up. Can we do that rep again? I don't want to keep doing reps, Tom. Like, let's calm down over here. Let's just move on to the next drill. I mean, it, but the I think you don't. I don't think you stay long with the Patriots if your my mentality is that yeah, let's do another one. We need to get better because that's a good way to get traded to Arizona. Yeah, I feel like Randy Moss probably did that. He had a good year. Yeah, I had a good year. Well, I think I think there's always <laughs> exceptions where it's just like, is Randy even at practice today? <laughs> <laughs> See Randy on Sunday. Randy's smoking a swisher out in the parking lot. He'll be here. He'll be here Sunday. Don't worry. He'll be here when he gets here. And Tom will throw four touchdown passes. Dude, to Tom him. Tom will throw into quadruple coverage, and Randy Moss will float through the air like an angel <laughs> and come down with it. How many times did Tom Brady in like his last two or three years with the Patriots look back and say, "Man, remember when I had Randy Moss?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just threw it up. These other guys, you, I have to make good. Somebody. One of my favorite tweets that I can't remember, I can't remember who it was, but uh, someone like tweeted a picture of Randy Moss jumping over three defenders <laughs> and go with the, with like the 
the caption, sometimes you just got to want it more. And the actual DB in the picture goes, trust me, I wanted it more. <laughs> uh, all right. I want to end the show with a fun stat here. Nebraska football lost to Iowa 28-21 over Thanksgiving weekend. Nebraska led 21-6 to in the second half. They allowed a blocked punt for a touchdown and a safety in route to blowing their 21 to six lead. Nebraska finished the year three and nine. They had eight losses by a single possession. Oh, their one loss that was not by a single possession was a nine point loss to Ohio state. They did not lose a single game by double digits. They won uh, one, excuse me, two, no, one Big Ten game this season. Their point differential in the Big Ten, zero. They beat Northwestern by 49 points. And, and, their, lost, and their differential is zero? And lost every other game. But because they lost every other game by a single possession or the one nine-point loss to Ohio State, their point differential in conference play was zero. It is one of the most incredible seasons I think you're ever going to see where Nebraska's legitimately like one play in every single game away from being in the college football playoff because they also like if you go through their schedule Oklahoma, Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, like the amount of top 15 teams they lost to by like one score they would have had like one of the best resumes in college football. They're a tournament team. They got a lot of good right. losses. If they had lo- if they had just like made one more play in every single game they played. You sound like Derek Carr after a loss. I do. We but were only a couple plays away. It is one of the most incredible seasons I think you're ever going to see. Because I think you can argue Nebraska was a good team this year. <laughs> they went three and nine. Didn't they? Did they extend him? They restructured his contract. Okay. All right. They okay. like they he's getting paid less. Yeah. His buyouts also lower. They also told him to shut up. Yeah. Yes. 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 So like he's still around and probably a good thing because the actual good programs are just stealing each other's yes, coaches. Exactly. Nebraska would be like, ah, yeah. who's coaching at Troy? We'll <laughs> hire that guy. Um, so yeah, might be a good thing. But like I like I they legitimately were like a good team this season that just they they just didn't win. They just they just found a way. They were up twenty one to six and gave up a blocked punt for a touchdown and a safety. It's impossible to have a zero margin. It's unbelievable. Last team, last in the Big Ten, zero point margin.